You can go from I should start a podcast to actually starting a podcast with Spreaker. Spreaker's tools allow you to record, manage, distribute, and monetize any podcast idea, whether it's about your business or even your cat. And as your podcast grows, Spreaker helps you manage your success and even monetize it. That means all you need to get started is a microphone and a really good idea. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started. Firefall Talk Radio and the Firefall Network. Welcome. Welcome to Overwatch. Airing only on the Firefall Talk Radio and the Firefall Network, I'm Richard Grund. You may not always agree with our point of view, but you will be challenged, informed, and inspired to do the research to know more. We believe you should want to know more. Overwatch was created to take Reflections in the Dark to the next level. Reflections in the Dark was a boots-on-the-ground point of view. Overwatch is a view from above. We're on the high ground. We're keeping an eye on everything. And to do that, we take our supernatural spiritual viewpoint of current events, politics, finance, cybersecurity, and trends, prophecy in the end times, religion, and the paranormal, and offer it to you for your consideration. Do your own research. Do not be ignorant or caught off guard. Coronavirus update. Connecting the dots. Keeping track of things according to the John Hopkins website used for this. There are currently 87,508 confirmed cases of the coronavirus worldwide, including 2,990 fatalities. 42,670 people have recovered. Of course, the main number of cases in China is 79,826 cases of which 2,870 have died. There's 7,365 serious cases in China, 41,825 have recovered, and 851 more are suspected. The tally drops down after that, but South Korea's got 3,526, Italy 1,128, and Iran, who is struggling to contain the outbreak, is up to 978. As Iran fights to contain the coronavirus epidemic, governments, including Saudi Arabia and Iraq, are closing some of the world's largest religious sites and canceling prayers for the first time. Iran's deputy health minister, Iraj Harichi, tested positive for the COVID-19 just hours after appearing on television, coughing, blowing his nose, and sweating heavily, insisting that the government had the, un- the outbreak under control. Well, less than a day after his diagnosis, Iran state media reported that Masumay Ebtekar, Iranian vice president for women and family affairs, was also infected with the virus. But before she tested positive, she criticized the media reporting on the outbreak, several other members of the government who were in close contact with them have also contracted the virus, including former Iranian ambassador to the Vatican, who quickly passed away from the illness. Pope Francis, sick a day after supporting coronavirus sufferers, he fell ill just one day after supporting coronavirus sufferers as the disease spread across Italy. The Vatican was quick to deny he was ill, even though he was coughing and blowing his nose throughout the Ash Wednesday Mass this week. Foxnews.com, coronavirus epidemic fears shut down France's Louvre Museum. No more seeing the Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. The spreading coronavirus epidemic 
shut down the museum on Sunday with workers who guarded its trove of artworks fearful of being contaminated by the mu- museum's flow of visitors from around the world. Quote, we are very worried because we have visitors from everywhere, Andre Sacristin, a Louvre employee and union representative, said the risk is very, very, very great. He's in a phone interview. While there are no known virus infections among the museum's 2,300 workers, it's only a question of time, he said. Well, as a reminder, the coronavirus contagion rate makes it hard to control. Studies have proven that. Each person infected with the coronavirus is passing the disease on to between two and three other people on average at the current transmission rates, according to two separate scientific analysis of the epidemic. The COVID-19 reproduction number is 2.2. The regular flu reproduction number is 1.3 people. So we're seeing that it replicates quicker. MSN.com reports the number of countries hit by the virus has climbed past 60, and the death toll worldwide reached 3,000 Italian authorities announced the number of people affected in their country soared 50% to 1,694 in just 24 hours. Five more had died, bringing their death toll to 34. France raised its number of reported cases to 130, an increase of 30 from the day before. So we're seeing the replication rate and said it has seen two deaths. The United States government has advised Americans against traveling to the northern Italian regions hit the hardest, among them Lombardy, which includes Milan. Major American airlines began suspending flights to Milan. The travel restrictions against Italy and the rising alarm in France could deal a heavy blow to the country's tourism industries. Spring, especially Easter, is a hugely popular time for schoolchildren to visit France and Italy. Well, au revoir and ciao to that, I say. Panic buying of daily necessities emerged in Japan, where professional baseball teams have played spring training games in deserted stadiums. Tourist attractions across Asia, Europe, and the Mideast are deserted. Islam's holiest sites have been closed to foreign pilgrims, and governments have closed schools and banned big gatherings. This is the thing to pay attention to. The dollar, the money lost, the influence this has on the world economy. Nothing makes things change more than people losing money. The coronavirus outbreak in Italy spurs State Department warning, as I said, not to travel there. They've raised the travel advisory to level four, the highest level there is, giving a do-not-travel notice to Lombard and Veneto regions in northern Italy. Uh, where the combined population of 50,000 people, as well as the level of community transmission of the virus, has caused concern. Delta Airlines said, following the travel guidance from the State Department, it will temporarily suspend its daily flights between New York's JFK International Airport and Milan Malapenza Airport. Delta's last flight from JFK to Milan will depart on Monday. March 2nd, and the last flight from Milan to JFK will depart on Tuesday, March 3rd. Service between the two cities will not resume until May 1st or May 2nd. Wow. But their daily flights between Rome and both JFK and Atlantic continue at the moment, Delta said. Here's the hit to Italy. Tourism accounts for 13% of the economy in Italy. It's world-class art museums, archaeological sites, and architectural treasures. More than 5.6 million Americans visit Italy every year, representing 9% of foreign tourists and the second-largest national group behind Germans, according to recent statistics. Foxnews.com Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar said Sunday that a new case of the coronavirus appeared in Chicago overnight, marking the latest spread of the outbreak in the United States. Speaking on Fox News Sunday, Azar confirmed 
that the latest infection has confirmed the latest infection as the fears mount that the virus will continue to spread across the country. Quote, we've had 23 cases here in the United States that are not a result of us repatriating individuals from Japan or China. Of those individuals, we have, we've got cases in Chicago as well as Washington and Oregon where we do and two in California where we do not yet know why they contracted the novel coronavirus. Remember, novel coronavirus means it's not natural. You have no natural immune system. You have no natural immunities to this. It's completely unknown in the grand scheme of things. WallStreetJournal.com reports that the coronavirus has spread um, in the U.S. as Rhode Island confirms the state's first case. The Rhode Island patient is a person in their 40s who had traveled to Italy in mid-February. South Korea has reported 800 new coronavirus cases on Saturday, the most of any country caught in the epidemic. As China said, it crossed the key threshold in its fight against the deadly disease. And what that means is the numbers are not growing as quickly in China as they have been. But then again, China hasn't been telling the truth. This virus first appeared on December 1st. Well, if it has a 7 to 27-day incubation period before symptoms, that means somebody got infected in November before the first person, patient zero, showed symptoms. It wasn't until a month later in January that they reported it. So because they have fudged the numbers and changed the timeline, also because reports are coming out that they are mass cremating bodies, some believe that the number of, of, of dead is up to 200,000 in China. We won't know because they don't tell the truth. But the truth is that their numbers are going down. It makes you wonder about the population. An aerial view of Wuhan, which normally shows um, pollution and particles in the air, shows nothing. There is no movement. There are no trucks. Nothing. No factories are working. Washington State state health officials warn that the COVID-19 likely is spreading in western Washington after the nation's first death from the new coronavirus occurred in King County and dozens of cases were suspected at a Kirkland nursing facility. Oh, talk about a living Petri dish. Governor Jay Inslee declared a state of emergency in response to the escalating threat in the state from COVID-19 and the report of the first death due to the virus in the United States. State agencies will have access to additional state funds to respond and to prepare for the outbreak, which has probably been spreading for six weeks undetected. CNN Health reports on new cases in California and Oregon. An older adult woman from California is the second case of an unknown origin, meaning they have no way of figuring out who she got it from. She didn't travel to any of the infected places and, as far as they know, has come in contact with no one who did either, which means somehow this is out and about all on its own. The patient didn't have any relevant travel history or exposure to another known patient, said Dr. Sarah Cody, director of the county's public health department. The the patient is a resident of the county. Quote, this new case indicates there is evidence of community transmission, but the extent is still not clear, Dr. Cody said. I understand this may be concerning to hear, but this is what we have been preparing for. Now we need to start taking additional actions to slow down the spread of the disease. The woman had been hospitalized for respiratory illness. An infectious disease doctor on site on Wednesday requested a coronavirus test. The case is not related to two others in the county. Oregon health officials said Friday that someone who had spent time in an elementary school tested positive for COVID-19, and that person is a maintenance worker. Uh, That has gotten out from another site in a local test and the source of the infection not yet known. Contact tracing is being conducted and is a top priority, Oregon Health Authority Director 
Pat Allen said. Well, the news people have been telling you and everybody's been saying, don't worry about it. It's nothing more dangerous than the flu. Look at the numbers in the United States. Look how low they are. Well, there's a reason that they're so low. Reuters.com, the United States has 75,000 diagnostic kits for testing the coronavirus available at the moment, and we'll expand that number radically in the coming weeks. U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar told ABC's This Week on Sunday. Azar told the program that the surveillance testing, listen to the key word, surveillance testing of flu-like symptoms was already underway in key urban areas, including San Francisco. But he'd hoped to expand such testing across the country as the United States attempts to contain the fast-spreading epidemic. He said there was likely to be more community spreading of the virus in the United States, and it was uncertain how large the outbreak would become. The CDC hopes to have every state and local health department testing for the coronavirus by the end of next week. You know what that means, folks? That means that all of the CDC sites in the cities in America are not testing people as yet, and they are the only ones who can If you have a sickness or you think you might have it and you go to your doctor, they send you to the hospital. And then the hospital either has to send you to a CDC lab um, site or send your stuff to a lab. My wife, Deb, sat next to a woman in the um, getting a manicure who happened to be a doctor. So part of the reason the numbers are so low is because the CDC is the only one who can test you to see if you have it. And by the time they've tested you, you have it. Really makes no sense to me, but if you remember, Dr. Nancy Messonnier, the director of CDC's National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases, announced the new goal in a press briefing Friday while noting that the coronavirus testing hiccups have occurred so far. This has not gone as smoothly as we would have liked, she said. Well, that's because you are the only ones who could do the testing. Um, FYI, just as an FYI, if you keep track of the conspiracy aspects of this, um, Dr. Messonnier, who broke ranks with Trump administration in her coronavirus narrative, just happens to be former Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein's sister. If you remember, Rosenstein was accused of being part of the failed Russia hoax Trump coup. Hmm, interesting. According to the conservative Treehouse.com, the CDC official who lit the fuse to create the panic was Dr. Nancy Messonnier, who read a script handed to her by resistance operatives inside the government. Dr. Messonnier, even more interesting is the fact she's the only sister of former DOJ Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. The panic declarations from Dr. Messonnier, Rosenstein's sister, against the public uh, briefing delivered by it, it stood against, it was diametric, actually, opposed to, opposite of the one given by Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar. CDC Principal Deputy Director Ann Schuchat and National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Anthony Fauci, all names that I've mentioned, when they briefed reporters on the current state of the coronavirus and ongoing efforts to combat its spread. Well, it's really obvious that something more than meets the eye is going on here, excuse me, because at the same time, The coronavirus is being politicized by President Trump's enemies. Let's call it Trump virus, urged a New York Times opinion writer conspiratorially. Nancy Pelosi complained that President Trump waited too long to attack the coronavirus and then rashly declared he couldn't have the leftover and unspent Ebola virus money to fight it. While Senator Chuck Schumer looked down his nose and over his glasses to utter that it was the end of the world. It's the end of the world. When the president hadn't spent enough money to stop the scourge. 
Sleepy Joe Biden and Minnie Mike Bloomberg have both been called out for politicizing the virus. Well, several scary viruses have emerged over the past two decades. I've made sure that you understood that. Mirus's SARS, the H1N1, which is the swine flu, just to name the, a few. Swine flu, just to name a few. Yep. And the H1N1 flu is the one that's most compared to the coronavirus outbreak. Well, according to PJMedia.com, it gives us a background on how that was handled in April of 2009. The H1N1 became a pandemic, but it wasn't until six months later, in October of 2009, that then-President Obama declared a public health emergency on what was already a pandemic. By then, millions of Americans were infected. 20,000 had been hospitalized and more than 1,000 had died in the U.S., and that's according to CNN's reports. Furthermore, the CDC's Dr. Thomas Frieden at the time fretted that the efforts to create a vaccine had stumbled. Quote, we are nowhere near where we thought we'd be. Acknowledging the manufacturing delays have contributed to less vaccine being available than expected. As a public health professional, vaccination is our strongest tool. Not having enough is frustrating to all of us. Frieden said that while the vaccine manufactured is tried and true, it's not well suited for ramping up production during a pandemic because it takes at least six months The vaccine is produced by growing weakened viruses in eggs. So I guess how it works is pandemic first, response next. Let's be reactive, not proactive. The World Health Organization, otherwise known as WHO, do you trust and can you see the CDC is late to the party? Well, according to WHO Director General, if you want to know what the WHO has to say, This is not the WHO from Whoville. This is the World Health Organization. Go to www.who.int or you can go to cdc.gov and you can get the official take on what's going on. Well, according to the World Health Organization, more than 20 vaccines are in development globally. And several therapeutics are in clinical trials. We expect the first results in a few weeks. One of the people that recovered, they used an experimental drug on him, but they don't say what it was. I bet it was chicken soup. Maybe not. But we don't need to wait for vaccines and therapeutics. There are things ever. This is the the who. This is the who from the Whoville. No, the who from the World Health Organization. There are things every individual can do to protect themselves and others today. Your risk depends upon where you live, your age, and general health. Who can provide general health guidance? I don't know who. First base. You sh- I'm having fun tonight. You should also follow your national guidance and consult consult local health officials. But there are 10 basic things you should know. First, clean your hands regularly with an alcohol-based hand rub or wash them with soap and water. Most doctors prefer the soap and water. Touching your face after touching contaminated surfaces or sick people is one of the ways the virus can be transmitted. By cleaning your hands, you can reduce your risk or you could just not touch contaminated surfaces with sick people and then touch face. Second, clean surfaces regularly with disinfectant from kitchen, kitchen benches and work desks. Third, educate yourself about the COV ID 19. Make sure your information comes from a reliable source, your local or national public health agency, the WHO website, or your local health professional who probably know less than I do. Everyone should know the symptoms. For most people, it starts with a fever and a dry cough and a runny nose. Most people will have a mild disease and get better without needing any special care. 
Fourth, avoid traveling if you have fever or cough. If you come, become sick while on a flight, inform the crew immediately. Once you get home, make contact with a health professional and tell them where you've been because you've probably just now infected everybody on that plane. Fifth, if you cough or sneeze, I didn't see this before, do it into your sleeve or use a tissue. Into your sleeve? This is a government advisory? Whew. Dispose of the tissue immediately into a closed rubbish bin, then clean your hands. Sixth, if you're over 60 years old, or if you have an underlying condition like cardiovascular disease, a respiratory condition, or diabetes, you have a higher risk of developing severe disease. You may wish to take extra precautions, avoid crowded areas, or places you might interact with people who are sick. Seventh, if you feel unwell, stay home. Call your doctor or local health professional. He or she will ask some questions about your symptoms, where you've been, and who you've been in contact with. This will help you get the right advice and direct it to the right health facility and will prevent you from infecting others. I'm sorry, dude. If you're showing symptoms... You've had it for 7 to 27 days, and you've already infected other people. And this is the general director of the World Health Organization. Eighth, if you're sick, stay home. Eat and sleep separately from your family. Use different utensils and cutlery to eat. Ninth, if you develop shortness of breath, call your doctor and seek care immediately. And tenth, it's normal and understandable to feel anxious, especially if you live in a country or community that has been affected. Find out what you can do in your community. Discuss how to stay safe with your workplace, school, or place of worship. I'm astounded. I read that before, but in reading it out loud, it just shows you that the information they're giving you when the incubation period to symptoms is 7 to 27 days, you are infectious during the entire time. By time you show symptoms, you have already spread the disease. And that's why one of the first things people have been interested in buying since the start of this has been face masks. This began last month when the outbreak started in Wuhan, where the Chinese population began buying every face mask available to protect themselves, as it seemed to be the first level of defense um, for people during the commute, during shopping, and any outdoor activities that could expose someone to the virus. And in China, since the air quality is so bad, these people wear these masks pretty regularly. And even though the health organizations across the globe have been saying that because the majority of the population do not wear their masks properly, a mask is not looked upon as a solid defense against the coronavirus spreading. However, that doesn't matter. When you're afraid, you're going to do what you think you can do. So within days of the outbreak, China was completely, the entire nation was sold out of masks. Relatives and countries across the globe starting sending masks to China. Uh, rel- you know, relatives in the USA, Europe, and other nations brought them here and shipped them back to their relatives in the affected regions. I saw pictures of people in Home Depot and places like that buying cases of them. Well, this has put a strain on the availability of masks, especially the N95 mask, which is the only one that works properly. It's primarily a painting mask. It blocks out all particulates. And um, the U.S. Surgeon General... His response on Twitter was, seriously, people, stop buying masks. Yep, that, that's, that's a medical statement if I've ever heard it. The U.S. Surgeon General shared a stern message with the American people on Twitter Saturday. Seriously, people, stop buying masks, the government agency tweeted. They are not effective in preventing general public from catching the hashtag coronavirus. But if health care providers can't get them to care for sick patients... It puts them and our communities at risk. Wait a second, Doc. If they don't work, why are you so concerned about health care providers not being able to get them? Hmm. Panic about the virus is spreading more rapidly than the virus itself, and people are stocking up on masks designed to filter the small uh, particles. 
Businesses are sold out, I know, I've checked, while others are limiting how many a customer can buy. Amazon is policing its site, trying to make sure sellers don't gouge their panicked buyers. Well, the N95 mask has to have a close facial fit, and this one does. It clings to your face a little better, keeps out 95% of particles if used properly. Healthcare workers go through training how to fit it and seal it on their face, according to the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the World Health Organization. Francis Zamora, spokesman for San Francisco's Department of Emergency Management, said, The people who need these masks are medical professionals who are treating coronavirus patients. They need to be prioritized for first responders. Those who are sick and in general coughing should wear the surgical face mask. Basically, those doctor surgical masks, you can get them at CVS and any pharmacy, is to keep you from spreading the disease. Like if you have a cold or a flu or whatever, um, but they don't keep anything out. The best thing you could do is stay home. Masks are only helpful, and I'm talking about surgical masks if you're already sick, said Zamora. If you have to go out, wear a surgical mask so you can prevent others from getting sick. Reuters News, coronavirus spurs the U.S. to ramp up mass production and screen travelers after the first death. The U.S. will start screening travelers for the coronavirus and ramp up production of masks and test kits as the disease spread in the world stock market stock market tumbled last week. President Trump on Sunday said travelers from country at high risk of coronavirus would be screened before boarding and upon arrival without specifying which country. China's already doing that. They're doing a body heat surveillance, and if you appear to have a fever, they're going to pull you aside. Delta Airlines, as I said, is suspending all its flights to Milan, continuing to roam for now. American Airlines is doing the same thing. Vice President Mike Pence, who's heading the Corona Task Force for the Trump administration, said the government had contracted the 3M company to produce an extra 35 million respiratory masks a month. He urged Americans not to buy the masks, which he said were only needed by health care workers. Yeah, I'm, that's reinsured. I'm reassured. Aren't you reinsured? Reassured. Honeywell International Inc. is the other major U.S. mask producer. Here's what I suggest. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a healthcare professional. If you can get your hands on one, keep it. Set it aside. Even if this one, this pandemic passes, I'm telling you, this is a dry run. There's one right behind it. Democrats running to challenge Trump for the presidency in the November 3rd election have criticized the administration for downplaying the crisis and not preparing for the disease to spread. Pence, whom Trump appointed last week, told NBC's Meet the Press, Americans should brace for more cases, but that the vast majority of those who contracted the disease would recover. Other than in areas where there are individuals that have been infected with the coronavirus, people need to understand that for the average American, the risk does remain low. We're ready. Pence told NBC. Well, Jerusalem Post reports that Israeli scientists claim in a few weeks we will have a coronavirus vaccine. Once the vaccine is developed, it will take Migal, M-I-G-A-L, the Galaxy Research, Galilee Research Institute, at least 90 days to complete the regulatory process and potentially more to enter the marketplace. So, This is where we are right now. I know it's going to change. It changes every day. But one of the things to pay attention to, if you keep track of the conspiracy aspects of this, and remember, conspiracy theory usually becomes conspiracy fact, and the term conspiracy was created by the CIA to make fun of, and to diffuse people exposing the truth. Fears of sick travelers will mean more security, more testing, and more surveillance. 
Well, how do you keep sick people out if you don't know who they are? Well, you create a secure blockchain database. So is the Mark of the Beast coming soon to a clinic near you? I don't think we're there just yet, though some people say we are. I can only tell you what what I hear in prayer. As I mentioned, the Lord revealed to me in January of 2018 about blockchain technology, about cryptocurrencies, digital assets, and the mark of the beast. And in the process of prayer over a period of days and even weeks, this is how I got laid out. When the world goes to a monetary, a cashless society, a digital monetary system, when the whole world is on it, including the secure blockchain, the banks are out of the thing, everything's run by digital technology. Eventually, AI will be in charge of that digital technology. At some point, there will be a glitch, and your bank accounts will be inaccessible. At the same time, this is how it was shown to me. Remember, I'm the one saying it to you. I've said it. I said it back in January of 2018. I said it during 2019. And here I am again on March 1st, 2020, laying this out for you. In the midst of the glitch where you won't have access to your money, possibly for three days, maybe a whole business week, five days, a pandemic will occur. And the only way that you'll be able to get access back to your money and get the vaccine is to have the digital ID or the universal ID or some form of a chip or an embeddable tattoo with digital markings. It's going to take a lot of faith in the midst of all of that to refuse the mark. Most people, between the pandemic The fears of the illness and the inability to buy food are going to accept the mark. But here we are in 2020. Now, how have they been preparing for this? Well, I mentioned ID2020, the ID2020 Alliance, a digital identity program that, quote, aims to leverage immunization as a means of inserting tiny microchips into people's bodies. In collaboration with the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunizations, known as GAVI, G-A-V-I, the government of Bangladesh and others have, and other partners in government, academia, and humanitarian relief, the ID2020 Alliance hopes to usher in this digital mark, this chip, as a way to keep tabs on everybody on earth, whether you've been vaccinated or not. The vaccine is the key. They're making a big deal right now because of this. They don't have a vaccine for it. A vaccine is being developed. Create the fear. People are going to want it, especially in the nations where it's out of control. Fear is a motivator. According to BiometricUpdate.com, in September of 2019, ID2020 and partners launched the program to provide digital IDs with vaccines. The ID2020 Alliance launched a new, this is from their website, new digital identity program at its annual summit in New York in collaboration with the government of Bangladesh Vaccine Alliance Gavi, which is at GAV.org if you want to look it up and new partners in government, academia, and humanitarian relief. The program to leverage immunization as an opportunity to establish digital identity was was unveiled by ID2020 in partnership with the Bangladesh government, Access to Information A2I program. The Director General of Health Services in Gavi, according to the announcements. Now, Anir Choudhury, the policy advisor at A2I, says this. We are implementing a forward-looking approach 
to digital identity. When you hear the phrase digital identity, that's your buzzword, mark of the beast chip, that gives individuals control over their own information while still building off existing systems and programs. The government of Bangladesh recognizes that the design of the digital identity system carries far-reaching implication for individuals' access to services and livelihoods, Mm, and we are eager to pioneer this approach. Individual access to services and livelihoods. This is September 2019. Gavi CEO Seth Berkeley says that 89% of the children and adolescents who do not have identification live in countries where the organization is active. Quote, we are enthusiastic about the potential impact of this program, not just in Bangladesh, but as something we can replicate across the Gavi-eligible countries providing a viable route to closing the identity gap. He goes on to say digital identity has the capacity to enable access to vital life-saving services in many different development and humanitarian contexts, including by accelerating access to basic health care systems. I'm excited to join ID2020's executive board and guide the, guide the organization and partners in harnessing innovative technologies, technologies and multi-sectoral collaboration to benefit the world's most vulnerable politicians. They play on the sympathy factor. They play on the pity factor. Oh, these people need it. Well, of course, people that need it, people that can't say no to what you're doing, are going to be chipped. Oh, by the way, they've already been chipped. A partnership has been formed earlier in 2019 between Gavi, NEC, which is an electronics company, and Simprints to use biometrics to improve vaccine coverage in these nations. Digital ID is being defined and implemented today, and we recognize the importance of swift action to close the identity gap, according to ID2020's executive director, Dakota Gruner. Now is the time for bold commitments to ensure that we respond both quickly and responsibly. We and our ID2020 alliance partners, both present and future, are committed to rising to this challenge. Since last year's summit, you know, they they look for partners. If you go to the ID2020 a website. They explain how the partnerships work. They explain how people can invest and make money from what they're doing. The ID2020 Alliance has been joined by the City of Austin, UC Berkeley's Citrus Policy Lab, and Care USA. Well, Natural News website goes on to explain that it's similar to how animals are marked and chipped. This global Globalist Alliance want all humans to be, quote, vaccinated with digital tracking chips that will create a seamless monitoring system for the new world order to manage the populations of the world with ease. I think I may have mentioned this two weeks ago. Austin, Texas is using the homeless population as guinea pigs for ID2020. According to Chris Burt of BiometricUpdate.com, The city of Austin, ID2020, and several other partners are working together with homeless people and the service providers who engage with them to develop a blockchain-enabled digital identity program called MyPass to empower homeless people with their own identity data. A pair of inaugural pilot programs launched last year in partnership with I respond with that little I, and Everest have each made progress. ID2020 says the ID, the I respond program has improved community care for more than 3,000 refugees receiving treatment for chronic conditions, according to the International Rescue Committee in Thailand. While Everest has assisted with the provision of access to critical energy subsidies and a range of additional services with secure and user-centric digital IDs without relying on a smartphone. Bill and Melinda Gates, all those wonderful people, are founding partners in another company, 
And uh, like I mentioned, ID2020 Alliance is their baby. It's their money. Their money's in Gavi. Their money's in vaccines. A global design, a model for funding and implementation of a chip. Well, this this is new, right? And this this is first you, you're hearing about it. Some of you, well, guess what? We can go back to February 2018. Remember, the Lord showed me in January of 2018. Microsoft joined with the ID2020 Alliance. Microsoft joined ID2020, a global alliance whose goal is to create universal digital identities for everyone. That's from a news report. And what are the social, economic, and ethical implications of such an initiative? Well, in May of 2016, oh boy, this keeps going back, doesn't it? At the United Nations headquarters in New York, ID2020 Alliance of Governments, Nonprofits, Academia, and over 150 private sector companies and 11 United Nations agencies collaborated on how to provide a unique digital identity to everyone on the planet. Four years ago, this was set in motion. ID2020 Alliance focuses on noble objectives, noble objectives to provide digital identities to over 1 billion refugees, women, children, and others without any form of identification. Are you starting to see the profitability of illegal immigrants and, quote, refugees? The message of providing digital identification for this invisible portion of the Earth's population to enable their participation in society, places a human face over the true mission. Um, this, you know, this is their this is their release, press release. It also creates a rallying point that this open alliance hopes other entities will, like Microsoft, embrace and become part of the global effort. I'm, I'm just sitting here. Rolling my eyes, raising my eyebrows, and thinking, this has been going... First of all, we know it's been going on longer than four years. But it's coalescing. It's coming together. And we're seeing, with the fear of the coronavirus, which many believe was manufactured in a lab in Wuhan, spread either through by getting out of the lab and one of the lab animals being sold into the meat local meat market and eaten or released as a way to stop the human rights protest or as a way for population control. You notice it hits areas of large population, China exclusively. But, you know, the thing that makes this difference than Ebola and MERS, they were local. If you look at the Ebola virus, which everybody says, oh, Ebola was so much worse. Yeah, but it was localized to one section of the planet. It did not spread like this is spreading. The timing of this event is very suspect. This thing goes on to say the fundamental mission of creating a universal identification program that incorporates every person on the globe using modern technology and the support of various governments, financial institutions, and more is the goal hidden behind the humanitarian cause. According to the Alliance's governance material, by 2030, it aims to have facilitated the scaling of a safe, verifiable, persistent digital identity system consistent with the sustainable development goals, i.e. population control, agreed upon by the United Nations. In the weeks ahead, as as I begin to flesh this out, and also we're going to talk about some other things, but 
We'll talk about blockchain. We'll talk about cryptocurrencies. I've mentioned them before as I've been studying them. I actually have a a company that I've just been sitting on to create a digital coin that I believe will, will be a tremendous benefit and hugely profitable. But had I gone forward with it when originally approached to create the company and taking um, some investments to do so, if I had gone forward, we would have been out of business already. But I believe the time is now, 2020, and hopefully I'll be able to share some of that when I'm allowed to talk about it. But folks, whether you believe it or not, we are already a cashless society. You do everything off of your ATM card. Very few places like taking cash anymore. Eventually, it, it will be done totally from blockchain technology of which only you have access to, the banks will be out of the equation. And I believe the reason cryptocurrencies have not taken off when they should have is it was slowed down by the SEC and other agencies to allow the banks and financial institutions to catch up. Because once it hits, Traditional banking systems will be changed forever. So what they're looking to do, ID2020, Microsoft, the Alliance Partners, is an open source identity system that would allow interoperability of people, apps, products, and services across, across cloud providers, it's all done in the cloud, and other blockchain organizations. Microsoft has been working on centralized digital identities using blockchain technology. In a blockchain, information exists as a shared database (coughs) that is consistently reconciled that you have access to your own information. It doesn't exist in a centralized location. It's hosted on millions of computers across the Internet. It's virtually unhackable, unless, of course, AI does it from the inside out, to create a decentralized identity framework for the world's population. If you think blockchain sounds familiar, well, all of these wallet apps that are used to buy things with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are user interfaces that people associate with blockchain technology. They're just taking it to the level of vaccines, and IDs. Well, guess what? They've been using uh, wearable IDs on Swedish subways and some form of digital tattoo since 2013 when Motorola first started talking about electronic tattoos to control your smart devices. Former DARPA head Regina Dugan leads special projects for the Google-owned Motorola. I did not know Google owned it. This was new to me. And she's excited about wearable computers. They, they haven't really got the technology yet, so it hasn't come out. But electronic tattoos and pills, meaning you can swallow this pill, and you are walking um, digital password entity. She said, we did a lot of epic bleep when I was at DARPA. But the stuff work, we're working on Motorola is, is pretty cool. And the person wrote the article, pretty creepy too, an electronic tattoo that can be used to authenticate a user instead of some flimsy password. It's made by a company called MC10 that Motorola is partnering with, and Dugan was wearing it on her own arm. Another option in a similar vein is vitamin authentic- authentication, a pill that can be ingested and battery-powered with stomach acid to pr- produce an 18-bit internal signal and the swallower's whole body becomes their password. This isn't stuff that's going to ship anytime soon, but it's a sign of a new boldness inside Motorola, Dugan explained. And it will be entirely optional. Yeah, for now, Google's not going to be force-feeding us pills. If you want to ensure failure in your innovation, try removing the risk. Boredom is the enemy of innovation. 
As we know, with the concept of tattoos, most people that get one can't just stop there. They can't just, they're like Pringles. They can't eat just one. They can't have just one. I've never met anybody with just one tattoo. There's an addiction to it. They have several, which means each tattoo can do something different. The tribal tattoo on your bicep might unlock your phone, while the butterfly tattoo on your ankle might unlock your tablet. Who knows? Different parts of the body for different passwords or portals to various parts of your identity. Smart devices led to smart homes, smart lives, and digital identity. Well, guess what? To have the mark of the beast, you must accept it. And I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, spoke like a dragon. And he exercised all the authority of the first beast in his presence and caused the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Of course, we know that's the Antichrist. He performs great signs so that even he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived, maybe an artificial intelligence image. I don't know. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who understands calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is six, six, six. I don't know. AI? Holograms? Could it be? Are they testing it out? I believe we're in a dry run phase. I don't believe we're there yet. But I do believe that this fear of the coronavirus and the one that will come after it, maybe it's this one, it morphs into something else. By the way, the virus that's in Iran is completely unlike the one that was in China. Did it mutate or was was it spread separately? I can't tell you. But I do know that the fear that this is creating, the hit that the travel industry and finances will take, are going to cause people that, A, have no faith, they're not born again, don't understand this, B, who can't afford to say no, like in these impoverished nations, they're going to accept it. Now, maybe here in America and some of the other places where there are born-again Christians who would say no, maybe we're the last on the list. Maybe they get the rest of the world to do it first. But I'm telling you, open your eyes. Don't be blind to what's happening. The point will come that we will be there. We're not there yet, but I don't think we're that far. So if you're not listening to The Porch on Wednesday nights where I tie these things together and I show you how to get through these things, how to walk in faith, walk in power, that's what the Sea Conference in July was all about. To open your eyes and to become part of the awakened remnant. We're the ones who are going to tell our friends, our families, and our loved ones the truth. Whether they listen to it or not, you're going to tell them. But you have to understand it. That's why I'm hoping that by doing this as regularly as I am, even with updates, getting back into the game, if you will, getting back into the flow of things, you'll start telling people about it. You'll start sharing this. You'll download it. You'll send the clips to them. I talk to people all the time that are absolutely clueless about this coronavirus outbreak. Oh, the CDC says, I'm okay. I'm never going to catch it. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's nothing more than a flu. Oh, my goodness. You people that are so concerned. You're so conspiratorial. This is, this is not, there's nothing wrong with this. Oh, okay. Let me know how that works out for you. But you, you're going to wake up. Unfortunately, you're going to wake up the hard way. If you're a regular listener of Overwatch or you listen to the porch, you're not going to be caught off guard, not if I have anything to say about it. We'll be back. There's so much more to talk about in connecting these dots. 
all the companies that are involved, Bill Gates, the vision, the mission, stuff that's been in the works for a very long time, going all the way back to H.G. Wells. Freaky deaky stuff, folks, and we're living it out. We're living in prophetic times. I'm Richard Grund. This has been Overwatch on Firefall Talk Radio. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. The Home Depot introduces new James Hardy Hardy Backer Cement Board with Hydro Defense Technology. 100% waterproof, it's the ultimate barrier to moisture. Now you can skip the steps of waterproofing the entire board, just the joints and fasteners, and you're done. If you're a pro with a bathroom to tile and no time to waste, we've got your backer. New Hardy Backer with Hydro Defense Technology. In-store, online, now at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Passes ANSI A118.10 waterproof test.